You're listening to the Psychology Channel. This is Tegwin and Eden, and today we are covering Game of Thrones. All right, let's get started. Let's get started. We are covering Game of Thrones. We're probably doing this in two, three parts, two parts, three parts, three parts, three parts. So this is episode one with the three big houses yes. so we're starting with all the like ruling houses. i get i get mm. like the three main houses like house stark house baratheon and house lannister true the central to getting the the plot kicked off at the beginning of the show yeah so we're gonna go through characters from house stark house baratheon house lannister um and we're starting with stark obviously because yeah. why of course how why would you not start <laughs> with stark um Obviously, major, uh, wee-woo, wee-woo, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert, <laughs> major spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I would stop listening or just get spoiled, because I would just say get spoiled. Don't stop listening, please. Get spoiled <laughs> like a rotten egg. Yeah, just yeah. keep listening. <laughs> just keep listening if you want to, yeah, I don't know. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones by now, you probably That's already know all this stuff. And it, it, yeah, but you probably already know all this stuff anyway, too. Um, but yeah, so we are going to talk about, um, the main, I don't know, most influential characters from House Stark. Pretty much all the characters. Okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna go into detail about all the characters, but we're gonna go through real quick and give you our hot, fresh takes on each character by making a fun sound. <laughs> when just like single noise because there's so many characters that if we went into depth about our personal opinions about each character right from the get-go this episode would be four hours long yeah so. and also we may have very uh stark different <laughs> opinions about i'm sorry we're done we're done <laughs> stop End the recording. recording we're done <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys we're done um okay so i'm gonna go through i'm gonna list off the characters and then we're gonna go three two one and just each do our the noise that first comes to mind when we think of that character. Okay, so we're starting off with Ned Stark. Yes, ma'am. Three, two, one. Hey. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay. Well. Um. Okay. Who's next? Catelyn. Catelyn. Catelyn Stark. Three, two, one. Eh. <laughs> All right. Hashtag feminism. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Rob Stark. Three, two, one. Hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, John. Okay, John Snow. Three, two, one. Had meh. <laughs> Are you a sheep? Like, I was like meh. meh. <laughs> I was like meh? Question mark. Meh, like yeah, meh. Big, you know. Um. Okay. Sansa. Sansa. Three, two, one. Woo! Yeah, that's a good one. If I could, oh, just clap. That's okay. True. If I could make a noise for like a very hearty salute, that would be what my noise for Sansa would be. Brand. Brand. Two. One. Narc. Whack. <laughs> okay. There's another ant on my computer. There's ants everywhere, guys. I hate it here. Anyway. Okay. Arya Stark. Okay. Three. Two. 
one. Okay. Fuck yeah, baby! <laughs> okay. I know that was not one sound. It's okay. Also, rip headphone users. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. There's gonna be a lot of rip headphone users in this podcast. Listen to this in your car or on your speakers. Um, yeah, we had different, we had pretty different noises there. Yeah. I don't wow, know. I'm I feeling have... a little friendship uh, on the rocks. Oh We're gonna have a friendship breakup live on the podcast. A little bit. That's everyone, right? Yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Honor- yeah. Actually, dishonorable mention? Dishonorable to honorable mention? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Dishonorable to honorable to dishonorable back, back to honorable. To honorable Theon Greyjoy? Yeah. We are going to be also talking about Theon Greyjoy with the Starks because he I, he's, you know, he's, he's a technically Stark. a Greyjoy, but he's he's, he's a, Stark. a Stark. He's a Stark. Um, Honestly, I don't even think we have to make sounds for him because we just, we just, yeah. I think we're on What's the, the it's my dick in a box. It's in a box. That's that's what I think of when I think of the Andre Joy. But yes, we're talking about the Andre Joy in this episode as well. Okay, so we are gonna start this off with the patriarch of like the entire show, basically, Ned Stark. And we in the show are gonna be talking about a lot of different TV shows, but we're always doing it from a psychological perspective. Hence the name the psychology, the psychology channel. But <laughs> footnote here, uh we are two psychology majors. We are not qualified uh, psychologists. This is just a interest of ours. Yes. So if we say something wrong or incorrect, we're uh, sorry. Yeah, we're <laughs> sorry. It's not our intent to spread misinformation. Yeah, that is a good point. We are not licensed psychologists. Yeah. Hopefully, I will be in the future. You, I'm gonna be a teacher. <laughs> you are gonna be a teacher, but you graduated with a degree in psychology. Yeah. So though you are not a licensed psychologist, you do have your degree I in do psychology. Have a with honors so we do kind of know what we're talking about we're not just like totally shot in it in the dark yeah we didn't just google psychology (laughs) (laughs) what is psychology yeah Yeah, no and then i am also in the process of doing a psychology major so yeah so for game of thrones specifically we are focusing on the characters arcs and whether or not we think that they psychologically track basically because if you have watched this show all the way through, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. You know that some of the character arcs weren't really arcs. They were yeah. plummets. Like, also, this isn't like us completely analyzing from only a psychological perspective. Obviously, yeah. our opinions are going to be heavily inserted into this because it is, yeah. that would be boring otherwise. Yeah, we'll from, a psych- from a psychological perspective... Mm-hmm sprinkled with our own spicy takes because we got a lot of those we got a lot of those we got a lot of those so ned stark firstly (laughs) r.i.p pour one out for my homie yeah pour one out for my homie did he deserve it no maybe maybe i I mean yeah because he's like okay he did deserve it okay like ethically no he did not deserve it but righteously (laughs) question mark but because of what he did like i get it i fully get it he did stick his nose stick his neck (laughs) out he did stick his neck out where it did not belong yeah but i mean we respect a whistleblower yeah no for sure he tried his best i mean this man was the most lawful good person you will ever come across lawful good to a fault yeah oh absolutely fault yeah absolutely because you can be good and optimistic to a fault everybody yeah like if you are a complete rule follower and you don't fight the system yeah you're a square yeah um 
But yeah. You were Ned Stark. That's what you, you are. You were Ned Stark, and look what happened to him. Look what happened to him. It will happen to you, too. Save your neck. Be Save a little unlawful. Save your head. Save your family. Be a little chaotic. <laughs> Be a little bit more chaotic, yeah. Um, yeah. Did Does his arc pan out, though? Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. it wasn't long enough. To not pan out? To like, not Like, if pan they out. fucked up the... Yeah. That short of an arc, it'd be bad. Yeah, like, the show would not be where it was had they fucked up his arc. Also, another disclaimer. I have not read the books. I have read all the books. Tegwin has read all the books. All the books that have been released. Uh, <coughs> George hint, hint, R. Martin. Nudge, nudge, George. Step up. Hurry up, George. Anyway. <laughs> um, I have not read the books, but, f- well, okay, I listened to the first one. Okay. So I have read the first one, and I've listened to part of the second one, and then... Boring, but um, pretty dense. It's it's a lot, but um, the first one was really good, and I feel like for the most part, as far as the book goes, his arc in the book and his arc in the show is like oh pretty, yeah, pretty spot on. The first book and the first season exactly the same. Like there is yeah. almost no difference. Saying all th- all that, like all this to say, <laughs> I don't feel like we can give Ben Off and Weiss, the show creators too much credit for the good work that happened in the first season because they were really religiously just following the book yeah they translated it very well from the page to the screen yeah wow that was so poetic wow snaps (laughs) um they did they did translate it very well for the first uh for the first bit for the first while um but yeah i agree i think ned's Ned's character arc Pan tracks. Yeah. He's lawful the whole time. He's lawful to a fault. He's he, righteous the whole time. He never breaks his character. No, not at all. And, like, character breaking is not, like, a bad thing. If it's done intentionally. Yeah. yeah, like, if the character knows that they're breaking character, but if it's, like, we'll get into we'll get into some whack character breaking uh, coming up later on when we talk about... Tune into episode two. two yeah. <laughs> when we talk about... <laughs> Good old... Uh, Targaryens, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Ned and his arc and his character set up, you you said cornerstone earlier. He's a cornerstone for the entire show. He sets up your expectation of not only how violent and um, surprising, I guess, edgy the show is going to be. But if he had not died, people would not have taken the show as seriously because no, we... That with that we learned that no one is safe. Like he was the main True. character. We all of thought he was one. the main character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like it did. It set the tone, and also it set the standard for the show. It, yeah. I think his character arc set the standard for every other character's arc for the rest of the show, and yeah. it psychologically tracks because he has the his mindset throughout his entire arc makes sense. Like there's never a point where you're like, I don't feel like this character would make that decision. Yeah. I always, even when it's very frustrating, am like, Ugh. Be unlawful, you... Like, of course Ned would make jerk. this stupid decision. Like, when yeah. he trusts Baelish, yeah. of course he would. Because he's... I trust a snake. You can't trust a slippery, slippery snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, to, to a fault. He literally... That character sticks to his character to a fault. Yeah. I don't know if that sentence actually made sense. It does. But yeah. um, Yeah. He also, like, going into him and Catelyn, Ned and, like, his... I call him the patriarch of the entire show because his influence, you continue to see it throughout the show with the Stark kids. Like, you have to see Ned as the father and the educator to understand the Starks characters and their character arcs for the rest of the entire show. Yeah, like why they are the way they are. And like the the trauma. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, both those girls just, like, saw their dad's head get chopped off. Yep. Like, that is on trauma. Like, yeah. that is on trauma. Um, that's a lot to, like, witness right from the get-go. So, yeah. you know, like, oh, okay. Like, homie, I was nine when I saw my dad beheaded. Like, yo. That's yeah. crazy. And then when you look at the stars later on, you're like, oh, okay. Story pants? Story? Story checks out. Checks out for the most part. Yeah, checks out. Okay. Um, we should move on because otherwise we would spend the whole episode talking yeah, about Yeah, we could spend stuff. an entire episode talking about Ned because he's a very good fleshed out character. Yeah. So we moving on to Catelyn, right? Yep. Our noise, we both went, eh. Yeah. We both she's kind of, eh. She's like, she's like there. She, like, she, I think the, I guess she would also be a cornerstone. She would be like a, a minute cornerstone. Uh, that's how I would describe her. The woman her. behind the man. <laughs> No, because, like, the whole, her whole purpose in mm-hmm. the show is to, like, be the connection to the Tullys and the phrase. True, you're right. And so that's, like, pretty much all she has, but that's, like, a huge part of seasons one through three. That's true. Um, you do see her influence most on Rob. Yeah. And oh, on... absolutely. He's a mama's boy. He is a mama's... Oh, wow, that is the only note we have. Mama's boy. <laughs> the only note we have under Rob Stark eldest son is mama's, mama's boy. boy. He is a mama's boy. So you see her influence on Rob the most, and then I would say Sansa. Oh, yeah, Sansa. As well. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. We will get to that in a moment. I truly don't have much to say about Catelyn. I don't I don't know. I mean, she's just a mama bear. Yeah. Which, like, cool. Yeah. Kind of boring. Whatever. Kind, like, of, kind of very yeah. normal mom character. And they're done that. You yeah. know what? She does influence John in a bad way. Yeah. Because it's- her spite towards John affects his character for sure yeah affects his character for sure john definitely got mommy issues a yep. little bit yeah also she's kind of cool in the books because she comes lady stoneheart so mm-hmm. she like dies in the books mm-hmm. well i mean she dies in the show too but spoiler she, alert yeah she dies in the books but then she like comes back as some weird zombie called lady stoneheart it's weird i don't really fully understand her whole arc in that anyway okay. i think we should move on from her because she's kind of bland do you think yeah. her arc in the show pans out though yes or no Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. I think that her life and her death make sense in the show. Yeah, because she she couldn't have added more. Red Wedding is kind of her fault, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's, it's well, Rob's it's, it's fault, Rob too. Because he's, a, because he's annoying. He's thinking with his little He's thinking little with his little pee-pee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on from Catelyn. Neither of us, we don't stand. We don't stand. So. Yeah. We don't stand, but we also don't hate. Like, it's she's just there. Neutral standing. I yeah. don't know. Um... Who is up Robert? Next? No, his not name is it's just Rob. Is it just Rob? It's just Rob with two Robbie B's. Boy. Rob with two B's. Rob-a-ba. <laughs> Rob with two Rob-a-bee. emoji. I don't know. Okay. We <laughs> both basically are uh, both of our sounds were both uh, bothically basically us both saying that he's hot. He's hot. He's hot. And he's that's like stud. what he adds. He's a stud. And it's sad when he dies because he's hot. Yeah. If he wasn't as hot as he was. You'd be like, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> yeah, because you freaking, like, this guy is willing to make an alliance with you or, like, at least let you cross his freaking river. It's war. Yeah. You yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. And he did not want to do what he and had like, to do. I'm not gonna marry your daughter. He's That's like, lame. Oh, your daughters are ugly, bro. Yeah. I don't want to marry your ugly daughters. You're well, like, look, yo. Yo, Edmure, Edmure Tully looked the hell out. His wife was beautiful. True. He got the only, like, yeah. really pretty one, right? Yeah. And I think that was just to shove it in Rob's face. True. But still, it's like, it, yeah, it's like, come on, Rob. Like, stop being a little fuckboy. Yeah. Stop being a little fuckboy. It's also Game of Thrones. You can marry someone and still have this pregnant girl as your mistress. Yeah. You can do that. Because a- monogamy exists in in Game of Thrones. No, not really. 
No, but like it's it's cool that he did it in spite of the fact that most stuff he's brave. The, yeah, it's he's like a he's, Rob Stark is a Gryffindor. He's going against the grain. He is a Gryffindor. He is a Gryffindor through and through. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We should go through and house all of these people. I can house anyone you throw at me, baby. But yeah, Rob Stark is a Gryffindor through and through. He reminds me of Harry Potter in a lot of ways. Like, he's just very, like... He's brave. He's brave. Like, he he decides to lead a whole war that he probably knew from the get-go he wasn't going to win. But he's still, you know... I mean, I think that, Rob, you very much see both the flaws of Catelyn and the flaws of Ned just like exemplified so much through him because he's so headstrong he's he's um what's the word not like I guess righteous but like the way that Ned Ned is righteous he thinks that he's always right and that everybody else should live the way he lives but he actually is as good as he says he is. No, yeah, that he's he's righteous to an annoying level. I think Tyrion has a line about that in like the very first season about how Ned is just so annoying because he's so he's so good. Yeah. And then he, on top of being so good, judges everybody for not being on his level. And I think Rob has that same kind of like honor. Yeah. Um, and the Honorable, stubbornness, yeah. the stubbornness of Catelyn, the honor of Ned, and the need to be a ruler because he's like the eldest son and that all combines into like a really bad mix of you're dead now (laughs) because of what because of all those things basically he's a great representation of like ned and catland yeah combined combined into like he is their firstborn son and true he spent the most time with both of them together probably also without either rob or catland we would not have one of the most surprising and shocking and breathtaking episodes of television ever the red wedding like that the- okay brief pause on the com- on the arc conversation yeah i feel like when we're talking about the starks we have to end the earlier seasons of game of thrones yeah. we have to mention red wedding because red wedding was kind of in a way like a crazy weird sociological phenomenon yeah <laughs> because it shook everybody like you like we thought ned's death was insane was insane but red wedding was like a phenomenon was, like yeah that it, was next level the crazy part is i watched that show like in college mm-hmm. so like a few years ago and for the for the first time and so it was like three years after red wedding had aired and i was talking with a friend and they were like oh yeah just you wait for red wedding and i was like what and then i got to red wedding and i was like oh my god and i'm i was i'm glad that it wasn't spoiled for no me. that's good yeah because like that would have sucked like if you knew yeah if you know about that it's so shocking like it's it is so shocking absolutely like one of if not the most shocking thing i I've ever think that since red wedding it has kind of set the bar for yeah. like the the shock element yeah. that tv shows have absolutely um which is also just interesting because of the response that people got to it like other yeah. tv creators caught on and they're like oh if i put something really shocking somewhere people are gonna be shook <laughs> so for sure i remember talking to people about it at the time and being like yo, yo. <laughs> Yeah, being like, what the fuck is going on? And then ever since then, whenever my friends tell me, like, oh, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones, I'm just, like, waiting for them to get get to Red Wedding. It's, like, the little bit of, like, just sadism that I have of just being, like, I want to see how you react to this. I want to see how you react to this. Because, like, when when you watch it and you're, like, talking to someone and then you tell them that you just watched it, you're like, holy shit. They're like, 
I know, right? You re like, you instantly re-experience it all over yeah. again. Like, just talking about it right now, I'm like, wow, I'm feeling some kind of the way. stabby stabbies in the belly that yeah. happened. Like, it was rough. It was a rough episode. It was, it was so crazy. shockingly violent. And, like, so many people just got wiped out of the show. Like, you think the show's going in one direction, and it's like, nope. Yeah, it's, like, such a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. The rest of it. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Without Cal and without Rob, we would not have gotten that. Okay, so... Just finished talking about Rob. Yeah, we're basically we're basically done talking about Rob. The only thing is, do you think his arc pans out psychologically? Yes. I would say yes. We yes. talked about how we think he his character is a clear culmination of of Ned and Catelyn. Absolutely, yeah. And his his arc pans out. His death definitely pans out. Yeah, it makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah, all we right. haven't we haven't gotten to the bad arcs yet. All right. So next up, Johnny Boy, Jon Snow. Johnny I'm gonna Boy Snow. I'm gonna hit you with. Probably one of the, the biggest hot takes. Hit me with the hot take, because I know what it is. <laughs> Hit me with it. This hot take is, our boy Jon Snow is probably the biggest Mary Sue. I was just about to say, show. Jon Snow is a Mary Sue. Sue. Instantly we get listeners like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you can't handle the spicy takes, you don't need to be here. Yeah, that's very true. But what were you saying? I was going to say, you know how we were like trying to figure out what a a name for like a male Mary Sue is a Jon Snow. Like, oh, he's such a Jon mm, Snow. He's such a Jon Snow. Because it's a wow. Okay. It's just, yeah, Mary Sue, Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon Snow is a Mary Sue. Yeah. Um, I don't like the term Mary Sue. I don't think any woman likes the term Mary Sue. I don't Sue, think so either. But, but it's like I don't know what else to for say. For lack of a better term, Jon Snow Sue. is a Mary Sue. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Well, because he's like the quote unquote Jesus figure. Yeah, he he's literally. The quote hero of the story he literally dies and gets resurrected uh if that's if that ain't jesus like what yeah like i don't yeah you know it's jesus it's, a, snow. it's a clear jesus no in our notes you wrote you know who else had multiple father figures and died only to be resurrected jesus jesus christo baby perfect um yeah he he's a jesus figure but i but he's a mary sue especially in the later seasons yeah. he's a mary sue his because okay he like tries to be he tries to be so much like Ned, but he doesn't have that, like, okay. He Ned has Stark, the honor. He has the honor. He has the honor. But he's also, I don't know, like, there's just, there's nothing for his honor to be grounded on. Like, Ned Stark, he has a backstory before we even know him. Like, we know, like, Robert Baratheon talks about how great Ned Stark is. Like, we know with Catelyn, like, he, we know all this stuff. He freaking adopted Jon mm. Snow because it was his sister's baby who was going to be king. Like, we have a grounding for why Ned Stark is so good. Like, like John, good as in, um, like, a good person. Jon is just a bastard when the show starts yeah. out. Yeah, and, like, we pity him, and that's why we like him, because he's, like, an underdog. Yeah, and in the world of Game of Thrones, nobody cares about a honorable bastard. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a bastard. It doesn't matter if you're honorable or not. Most, like, novels... The underdog is, like, the main character. And it's, like, the it's, underdog is the one who wins. The story like, of Game of Thrones, I think, is Jon Snow's hero's journey. Yes. It's supposed to be Jon Snow's hero's journey. There's just so many other characters that... Well, there's there's a lot of hero's journeys in in Game of Thrones. He's also, like, a huge goddamn simp. Oh, Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Sympathy Snow. <laughs> Um, I just realized that sympathy is a legit word. word. John Sympath Snow be simping all the time. Yeah. If John Snow for his cousin, oof. <laughs> 
know, you know, you know we can't be a huge Jon Snow stan when you sim for your cousin. When okay. you sim for your cousin. To be like, fair, he didn't know. He didn't know. But he it found out. It happens to the best of us. He found out. And he did not stop simping. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, he simped for Egret too. Yeah. He probably simped for many a maid in his youth before we met him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's definitely a simp. He has weird ro- romance yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. First things first, though. We have both stated that we think he's a Mary Sue. Yeah. I don't think he's a Mary Sue in the earlier part of the show. That's I think fair. in the earlier part of the show, he... I think it, his skill level tracks yeah. out. It matches the training that he has had that we've seen him have. Mm-hmm. He's a Mary Sue in the later part of the show. For sure. But um, does his arc pan out in the show like psychologically speaking i'm conflicted with that like i can't say yes but i also can't say no because it's like i don't know it's so half-ass yeah like because we didn't we didn't get the ending that he deserved yeah like Jon snow even though we both think he's a mary sue and we don't like him that much i mean we don't dislike him yeah like i definitely i think he's i like i don't get the hype around Jon snow it's just because people think kit harrington is hot and he is don't get me wrong he's he's right (laughs) <laughs> Shit, he's okay. another another spicy king. <laughs> no, he's o- he's okay. I mean, compared to Rob, though, like, come on. Ooh, uh, I'm a, mm. I was gonna say fuck Mary Kill, <laughs> um, <laughs> Kit Harrington. Who's the guy that plays? What is his name? Something Mad Mad. No, no, it's uh, James. I'm gonna have to look it up right now. James Mad. James Madison. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Richard okay, Madden. I just looked it up. I just I looked said it up. James Madison. James Madison. <laughs> our fourth president. Um, no, Richard Richard Madden. Okay, so I was going to say, fuck, Mary kill, Kit Harrington, Richard Madden, and Alfie Allen. Beyond. Uh, but then I realized that everyone was saying kill Alfie Allen, which yes. is so sad because he's not even, he's not bad looking. He's not bad looking, but compared to those two, he looks like a troll. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, R.I.P. We're so no, like, sorry, Alfie Allen. Like, <laughs> you totally listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the matter at hand. Yeah. So you're conflicted about whether or not his arc pans out psychologically. I, I think his does. I think it does because he's always trying to be the best person he can be. That's true. And like he's trying to be okay, not to get like personal or anything, but I feel like he is like I very much relate to Jon Snow, which is funny because I just <laughs> called him a Mary Sue and it's said also, he's I. It's also funny because the noise you made for him before was eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I like Tegwin in one noise, how would you describe yourself? Eh. <laughs> That's not why I'm saying, but like oh, okay. I because I feel like I, like, try to emulate my father, and it, like... Okay, getting deep here. Yeah, right. and it, like, in a bad way. Okay. And it, like, hurts me. It's, like, not... It's not good for me. And okay. I think... I think John Snow... Ah, I should probably edit that shit out. That's way too personal for the first episode. <laughs> no, no. I feel like being um, personal is okay, right? Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that is Jon Snow's, like, flaw, is he's trying to emulate Ned Stark his whole time... The whole okay. show. Okay. So it's, like, he's trying to be lawful good, but he's just not. That's, he's like, me, not. a it's chaotic good is. person. I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't... Jon Snow's not chaotic good. He's neutral good. Neutral good. Most heroes are neutral good. Yeah. Most heroes are neutral good. Yeah. He's the yeah. neutral good, trying to be a lawful good. Yeah. No, I that makes a lot of sense. I think that you can see Ned's influence in John in a lot of good ways. Yeah. Like a lot of his, the his honor. better qualities yeah. are influenced by Ned, but he is always trying 
trying very hard Number to hard. emulate Ned. Yeah. Um, and for the first part of his show, it seems trying really hard to run away from the, the bastard yeah, the title. S- title. Um, which is fair because Catelyn makes him feel like absolute shit Yeah, for so existing. we just realized this this boy has mommy issues. Big mommy issues. And he has daddy issues. Just in a, not the daddy typical daddy issues. in daddy a less issues. harmful way. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's self-inflicted daddy issues. Self-inflicted, it's not his yeah. dad did anything wrong to him. He, I, he seems to idolize Ned. Yeah. He, which makes sense because Ned took him in and yeah. like he didn't have to do that. So, yeah. of course, he idolizes Ned. Like, Ned gave him, like, a pretty good life for a bastard yeah. in the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah. So In Westeros. In, yeah. So, it makes sense that he idolizes Ned. But, yeah, he idolizes Ned and he has big mommy issues. I think that, as far as his arc goes, psychologically speaking, I think that they dropped the fucking ball. Yeah. Um, like yeah. everybody else. <laughs> Mostly everybody else thinks. Um, I think the issue with John is that would he have killed Danny? Do you think that he would have killed Danny? I think he would have killed Danny because Ned Stark would have killed Danny. You know, I just realized that's kind of interesting because Ned Stark was so against killing Danny as a baby in the first yeah. place. And it's kind of came first full circle. Full circle. That's kind of interesting. But had Ned survived to the end, Ned would have killed Danny. He would have for the for the greater good because Ned yeah. Ned and Danny both do the for the greater good thing. Yeah. But um Okay, so maybe he would, maybe it does track with his character to kill Danny. Especially I could see it if he was in love with her and felt betrayed on top of the fact that she becomes an evil tyrant. But what I think happened in the show, and I've said this to you before, is that I think that Danny and John's arcs become extremely intertwined with each other and probably will in the books. Obviously, we don't know. Yeah because I don't they know. Haven't, they haven't met yet in the books. That's what I thought. So, yeah, we don't know. The but books I... end with Jon Snow dying. That's the right, last that's thing the we last see we in the published and books. And I guess, so... what is it? They said that George R. R. gave them his, like, notes. Yeah. Like, he gave the show he, creators oh, his influenced... notes and his, his idea as to where his books were going to go. Yeah. So, knowing that this is where the books are going to go, it it seems like once Jon and Danny meet... Their arcs become extremely intertwined with each other. And since the show dropped the ball on Danny's arc, because <coughs> sexism, um, they dropped the ball on John's arc as well. And he was just my queen. Yeah. My queening it up. The entire, <laughs> the entire last of the show. John said, John, my queen, Snow. Really, you ever say fuck it and just my queen it up yeah. for the rest of your life, for the rest of your character arc? Because that's, what, that's uh. what happened with him. And then in dropping his arc, they, they had to make him a Mary Sue, too, yeah. because they, they didn't spend enough time. Like, this fool booped the dragon on the nose and then could do freaking an aerial show yeah riding that thing at the battle of winterfell and i was like come on now but even even like before season eight like season eight completely like the ball was on the edge like there was there was so much like in the battle like hard home like he should have died like 20 times like i get it he is a main character and like that often happens character yeah but he has main character syndrome like that's not game of thrones like i think they failed that like i remember my brother was pissed like that freaking episode where sandor clegane head ass love him love him but he throws the rock yeah Yeah. (laughs) he throws the freaking rock and like gets all the zombies to start like fighting because they're on that little like piece of ice and then the they the Mm. zombies Mm. or white walkers realize that they can't (laughs) can't go out onto the ice and then they do like nobody died except for freaking um homie who has a flaming sword Beric Dondarrion. Beric Dondarrion. Love that man. 
Barrington Darian. He's a cool character. He's the only one who died in that scene. Like, that is not Game of Thrones. Was that se- That was season seven, I think. Yeah, season seven, you're right. The ball was on the edge. The ball was on the edge. It was teetering on the edge of being dropped. I think that's why I didn't hate season eight as much as a lot of people did. Because you kind of expected it to be going that way already? Yeah, because I wasn't, like, I wasn't thrilled by season seven. Like, season seven, there were moments. There were moments. There were absolutely moments. There were moments. In season eight, there was, like, maybe two moments. One moment, two moments, <laughs> max. Yeah. Yeah, but it's season oh, seven. Oh, there was absolutely one moment that I will stand for the rest of my life i have one moment but it's not the same as your yeah, moment <laughs> it's definitely not, it's not your um, we'll get to that baby yeah. but uh but yeah no i i think i think you're right i think he was a mary sue before season eight yeah too he did it's main character syndrome because also him coming back to life like that did not need to happen like i don't think that needed to happen do you think that george R. R. wants him to stay dead in the books i, I think so i don't know because i don't think so I just think it's weird. I don't know. Like, I don't understand why he came. Like, okay. Just since he is the hero of the story. Yeah. I feel but, like, like it why makes kill sense. him? Like, I hate that they, they could have just, like. Dramatic effect. Yeah. Cheap dramatic effect. Yeah. I mean, because what, like what does po- it, what does like Harry it Potter. do? What does it do for his character? For, like, once he's resurrected, how does he change? It basically makes him invincible because he, they're not going to kill him again. That's true. You're right. That I basically didn't think about that. It makes, makes him, him untouchable. In, yeah. Because, like, it's not, it's... After he was resurrected, there was not one single time for the rest of the show that I feared for his life. Yeah. Which every other character, they could die at any moment. Yeah, but it's like, why would they kill him and bring him back to life just to kill him again? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like something seasons one through five Game of Thrones would have done. Would have done. But season seven and eight were very different i guess too by the time you get to season seven and eight you have less characters to work with in general so you're gonna stop killing people off as frequently because there are just a ton of characters in the show which is why these episodes are gonna be so long yeah because we have a lot of characters to talk about yeah overall yeah it's hard for me to say whether or not john's arc i think tracks psychologically yeah because because they just dropped the ball so much that i can't even tell you know like do i think that inevitably in the books, he will probably end up killing Danny. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think he broke character. In killing her. I don't think he broke character over the course of the show. I think they just, like, he, there there are other options that he could have taken. They put him on the back burner. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But he didn't break character, so that's why I would say yes, his character panned out. Also, we did talk about how he has, like, he yes, he has daddy issues, but also he, like, adopts people as his father. He kind has of. lots of father figures. Yeah. Lots of father figures. Because there's Ned. Yeah. There's Mormon. Great Bear. The Great Bear is one of his father figures, which is funny because the Great Bear has a son that he disowned. Yeah. Um, we stand Jorah. Or I stand Jorah. Speaking of simps. Biggest simp in biggest the land. Biggest simp in the show. Maybe that's biggest why I like simp him in the land. land. <laughs> biggest simp in Westeros. Yeah. Hey, yes. But he's not even in Westeros. <laughs> That's true. He's in Essos. <laughs> Biggest simp in Essos. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So there's there's already those two father figures. Kind of even the wildling um, yeah. king a little bit uh, in a weird way. Name? Half something bone. <laughs> something pretty badass, but I yeah. don't remember what it is. But yeah, even that guy in a strange kind of type of way. Um, he, yeah, he, Jon Snow adopts father figures like a motherfucker, yeah. which... Relatable content. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I'm... you have a legit father. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> what do I you do. mean? Um, 
but yeah, no, it, it's interesting because he didn't, um, he didn't see Ned die. He didn't. He didn't. He was away. He was away. Already at the Night's Watch. He was at the Night's Watch by the, before the end of season one. Yeah, he was already at the He's Night's Watch chilling. when Ned dies. And he, that's kind of sad. I yeah. mean, that's, that's sad because he, he did really, really love Ned. Yeah. Obviously. So that, I think that is a big part of his character that he's so um, far removed yeah. from everything else going on. But he's always been like that because he's a bastard. So even yeah. when he was in with everything, he's still far removed because he's from the, he's always from the, the outside, outside looking in yeah. at what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's a simp. He's a Mary Sue. But we kind of like him still. We kind of still like him. I don't dislike yeah. Jon Snow. I, I, I think he's either. a, I think he's a good enough neutral good hero who yeah i mean i just don't get all the like standing like it just doesn't i think it's just because people think he's hot yeah i don't think he's hot fair. but i think he's a good but he does eat his ladies out so <laughs> and with that we shall move on job <laughs> is queen of the north bah, bah, bah. oh my gosh i love sansa stark so much and mm-hmm. anybody who hates sansa stark can is a misogynist my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah oh my god she gets so much flack and it pisses me off because her arc i think is the best in the entire show she i agree if you disagree no i 1000 percent agree she has the most she has the most like reliable the most authentic the realest arc of any it pans out the best it tracks the best psychologically like completely as a teenage girl you are annoying and you're doing everything you can to be like impressive to be liked to like, be liked mm-hmm. to fit in oh my god i want to marry a prince and on Who top of doesn't? that she is within a monarchy like yeah. she is royalty so even more so because of Catelyn and her literal schooling on how yeah. to sew and be a wife. Yeah. She wants to move up in the world by marrying someone. It's like yeah. natural that she's annoying as hell and that she likes knights and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's like she's she is a teenage girl and she's like I was the most annoying person that I've met in my entire life <laughs> as a teenage girl. Oh yeah, if I met me as a teenage I would curb stomp myself <laughs> <laughs> as a teenage I'm, I apologize. This is this is uh, an apology to everybody who knew me as a teenager. I was ugh. big sorries to everyone yeah. out there. Also, sorry, mom and dad. Like yeah, you know, you like, guys, you guys suffered through a lot. Yeah, like it. It's rough. It's rough when you're a teenage girl. Like we know. So yeah. it's the yeah. fact that people still hate Sansa for the letter thing and for how she acted yeah. when she was in that situation with the Lannisters. Like, I'm like, how would you react if you were in that situation and you were like 12? Yeah. And Cersei manipulator You're, Lannister is like You just saw you, your father's head get chopped off. Mm-hmm. And your mother you. is hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. You are literally by yourself because your weird-ass little sister is running around <laughs> the castle. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's running around the castle doing God knows what. Being a free spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living her best life. Mm-hmm. We stand. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, like, you're you're literally, a, like, she's a lone island, and she has to, she has to grow the fuck up. Like, she... Quick. She yeah. has to grow up fast. She has, she has to grow up faster than Rob does. Rob has oh, mommy holding his hand yeah. throughout that entire war, and he is a grown-ass man. Like, Sansa is the most, like, okay, I wouldn't say the most, but she's, she is, I would say she and Arya have, have to grow, grow the up the fastest. In different up. ways. Yeah. But yes. But because yes. they're both stranded in completely separate ways. Like, Sansa <laughs> is stranded, surrounded by 
royalty, and then Arya is stranded, surrounded by plebs. plebs. <laughs> plebs. <laughs> the word right out of plebs. my mouth. Yeah, the the proletariat. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, true. I I think that Sansa is the most relatable character to me in Game of Thrones. Like, I feel for her the yeah. most. I can relate to the things that she went through and her struggles the most because like I said I was a teenage girl I was a teenage girl when I first watched this show I am not a teenage girl anymore but like thank god (laughs) thank god to all the teenage girls out there to all one of the teenage girls out there who would ever listen to this podcast it'll it'll get better it'll get better it gets better for Sansa she ends a queen yeah just like you you'll end a queen too Honestly, you're a queen now. You're just, like, annoying a little bit, but that's It's okay. fine. <laughs> you're just an annoying queen. It's fine. We all go through um, that. We all go through it. Yeah. And this is not to say that teenage boys are not also annoying. Teenage boys are the worst. Yeah. Literally, teenagers just suck. Yeah, that's teenagers okay. just suck. That's just um, something we have to deal with. The teenage boy that we're about to talk about in this is Bran. Like, we'll get- Raisin Bran. <laughs> <laughs> he is as bland as Raisin Bran. Okay, we'll get to that. But, yeah. No, psychologically, I think, okay, from a psychological perspective, obviously all of these characters go through a lot. Yes. But I feel like Sansa, Sansa goes through the most. And Theon yeah. go through the most psychological kind of t- torture. I torment. would say, I would definitely say Sansa more than Theon. Like, Theon eventually But his, overall his... more than Theon. Yes. Because Sansa hers... goes through the psychological ringer. Like, yeah. she like gets every... gaslit. Every which yes. way. <laughs> because it's like, oh, you're too young. You're too naive. Oh, all this stuff. You and have a like, vagina. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, once she like is not too young and too naive, she is literally like sold off to She's freaking still the a woman. crazy yeah. person by mm-hmm. uh, Lord Baelish. Yeah. I think she has the best arc. I think it completely makes sense like where she goes. I think her entire arc makes sense. I don't think there's yeah. any choice that she makes as a character that is out of line with like what her as a character would do psychologically and i think that the big thing with sansa that we need to talk about is trigger warning the rape yeah but also baelish but as far as the show goes we have to talk about that well yeah because the interesting thing is like that doesn't happen in the book Mm -hmm. like that doesn't happen that doesn't even come Mm -hmm. close to happening in the book to Mm -hmm. sansa little recap for those of you who only watch the show i'm sure Sure, i've never seen it before yeah (laughs) So, basically, in the show, Sansa gets sold, not sold, but, like, sent to Ramsay Bolton. Traded. Yeah. To Ramsay Bolton to be his wife. And he is a psycho. Sadist. Like, he's literally the scariest person he's on that show. He's a serial killer. Yeah, he's more terrifying than the Night King. He's more terrifying than Cersei. Yeah, I'd rather become a zombie than, like, have anything to do with that guy ever. I, that I would rather ever watch Cersei with... Lannister and Jaime Lannister fuck than be, within be a with Ramsay Bolton for two minutes. The same city as Ramsay Bolton. Mm-hmm. He's psycho. a misogynist. He's a psychopath. He's a sadist. He literally feeds people to dogs. Like, he that's feeds people to dogs for pleasure. Said. For pleasure. Yeah. For pleasure. He, he flays people for pleasure. Yeah. And I know that's their, like... That's genetic thing but that's kind of fucked up as is imagine like his tinder profile being like six two if that matters i was about to say pussy flare (laughs) you know like it would be mortifying yeah to run across this man yeah the the actor i know his name i don't know his name he's supposedly like the sweetest yeah he's like, supposedly a very sweet guy it, it's ian it's really he does a really great job though because it's all in the eyes yeah like he has crazy eyes he in has the show it's terrifying because he's not a, he's not bad looking i mean short king but like is he a short king i think so okay. <laughs> we can look it up 
We need to do this fact checking beforehand, but it's fine. I think I feel like he's kind of short. Ewan Rian. I, I don't know how to say that. Ewan Rian, I think. Rian. He's a Welsh actor. Oh so hey, represent. He's five eight, so he is a short king. Short okay. king, yeah. No, yeah. Apparently, he's a really sweet guy. I, he does really good in the show. His acting is really good. He's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we're saying out of the entirety of Game of Thrones that he is the most terrifying character. I like, mean, I would rather come face to face and have the mountain literally squish my brain with his bare hands than ever talk to Ramsay Bolton. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. True. He's the person that I would least want to hang out with. Yeah. In Game of Thrones, like I would not want to. Like I would spend time. And with that Joffrey. includes. Joffrey? <laughs> Not Joffrey. I could I could snap Joffrey like a twig. Um he's a little bitch. Yeah, he's a little bitch boy. Um but no no no, what's his name? Euron Greyjoy. Ugh. Yeah. Hate him. Hate. I would still rather hang out with Euron Oh, yeah, Greyjoy. because he's not, like, I'm not afraid he's of him. He's just a fuckboy. He's just annoying. He's a frat guy, basically. Yeah, he sucks. But, um. We hate him. <laughs> but, yeah, but the the two things that are I think are really psychologically influencing on Sansa's Sansa? character are. Oh. Baelish. Baelish. And the rape. The rape. But Which doesn't even happen in the book. It doesn't happen in the book. And that's. Her That's best... a, it's upsetting. It's upsetting because yeah. it's lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. It's a lazy way to push her character to forward. To push a character, a female character yeah. forward. Not saying you, that, you know, you couldn't do that to a male character as well because you could. Yeah. But as just the, it's just such a lazy thing to do. It's such a lazy thing to do. And when I found out that it wasn't in the book, I was upset. Yeah. Because like it, it, she, it's not even an option in the book because she's in the veil at this point in the book. Yeah. And the- her best friend, uh, Jane Poole, gets sent to Ramsay Bolton to be his wife, posing as Arya. hmm So it's not even Sansa. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand. It, it is- just didn't need to happen. It was a lazy way to push her character forward. Also, it was shock value, I'm sure. It was 100% shock value in a very misogynistic way. Yeah. And um, that's the other thing that I was going to say. I was like, okay, if they really felt like they needed to do that, they could have done it in a less graphic way. Because it, it was it was graphic. Yeah. Like, it was graphic. It was I remember when that episode aired and like my skin crawled and I think every other woman in existence is skin crawled yeah. and everybody was talking about it on Twitter. People were heated. Like yeah. people were mad, especially people that had read the books. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 100% shock value at that yeah. point. Which is just <sighs> using something like rape for yeah. pure shock value and just lazy character development is just yeah. Ben off and wheeze. You can suck my dick because that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's just, ugh. That's why. It's whack. Yeah, that's whack. So, <laughs> our official stance is that whack. is whack. <laughs> whack. Um, whack city, whack, whack city. But yeah, quickly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> but quickly <laughs> again with Sansa before we move on. The people that influence her the most, I think, would be Catelyn as yes. her mother, Cersei, surprisingly, because I think she learns a lot from Cersei, she even does. though Cersei is awful to her. I think Cer- Sansa takes what Cer- she learned from Cersei and made it good, like, po- like spun it positively. Spins it to her advantage. Yeah, because yeah. that's what that's what it is about Sansa. She's observant and she's a learner. She's a yeah. sponge. Like, she sponges everything up that she sees. Baelish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baelish really teaches Sansa a lot. Their relationship is super bizarre. <laughs> super whack. Hey, girl, I'm in, I was in love with your mom, but... I'm kind of feeling some kind of way about you and you're 12. So, like, whack. 
okay. big oof, big oof for for my man's Lord Lord Littlefinger Baelish right there. Yeah. But and then Tyrion, I would say, kind of influences Sansa as well. Yeah, a lot. And the Hound, I would say. The Hound. I always forget that the Hound influences both Arya and Sansa. Yeah, which is cool. Which is like a nice like crossover little... Venn diagram, middle yeah. of a Venn diagram situation. Yeah, because yeah, they have literally nothing in common except for the Hound. I, would I... Say. I agree. They're very different. They're very opposite, and that's yeah. why eventually they, they they do find a middle ground in the Hound's mentorship. Yeah. Um, God, I love it. Yeah, we will talk about all those good characters in episode yeah. three. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really all I have to say about Sansa. I really love her. I really, I really, um, I think that her arc is the best. Her ending up as Queen of the North is well deserved. Yep. Well deserved. Like, she, it's not like she just got the title and then... No, because when Jon Snow, when Jon snowed up, when Jon showed (laughs) up, when Jon showed up and everyone was like, Jon's gonna be king of the north, Sansa was like, I've been ruling this, bitch, what about our people, what about food, what about this, what about that, and Jon is just like, we gotta fight the Night King, which, like, fair, that is... And he's also like, I gotta dig, and that's why everyone's following me. And that's why everyone's following me, and Sansa, you can tell she's kind of like... Okay, like, you know, because she's been, she's been ruling. She's been doing the nitty-gritty of ruling. Yeah. So, I think that it makes sense. People shit on it. I don't know. People shit on it because they don't like Sansa from when she was a freshman in high school. But who the fuck liked you as a freshman in high school? Yeah. Ask yourself. Did you like yourself as a freshman in high school? No, ma'am. And with that, we will move on to the freshman in high school, cool. Arya Stark. Oh, we're doing okay. Oh, no. It's supposed to be Bran. He's so boring that I forgot about him, you guys. Okay, let's just let's just read these bullet points and then move on. Because okay. like that is the extent that we're gonna talk about Bran. Okay. Even though he ends up as the goddamn king we of the talk realm. We don't wanna talk about it. They he, made the surveillance nation. They turned it into a surveillance state. He can see everything, yeah, bro. I'm not there. <laughs> Why not would fair. you make him king? Yeah. Anyway. Like, what are our bullet points for Bran? Uh Bran Stark, Colin fucking weirdo supreme true okay also i'm gonna go back to my joke er- from earlier raisin brand because he's boring yeah he's bland <laughs> he's bland he's the three-eyed raven whatever the hell that what means what does that mean like like okay this mother trucker says at the beginning of season eight this is what okay let's just okay like i'm this is we yeah. need to rant about it for a little bit yeah, yeah, because yeah. when we talk about arcs getting dropped Brand's arc get gets dropped off the Niagara Falls. Yeah, like he is like gone. Okay, but like, can we talk about it? Does he even really have an arc? Like, well, as soon as he becomes the Three Eyed Raven, he's just like, I am the Three Eyed Raven. Yeah, I'm not a human anymore. I am not and a then, human anymore. Like literally, what are you then, bro? Yeah, <laughs> what are you? Explain. And they're like, and then oh, I like that all the rest of the Starks are like, Yo, why Brand acting like that? Yeah, hey, Bran- why is Brand acting like that? And Brand's like, I'm the Three. Are you talking about me? I know you are because I'm the three-eyed raven. And like, I can walk into your mind. And, yeah. Like, what is... I don't get it. I don't get it. And yeah. you've read the books. So the fact that you've read the books up until the, as many as there are and you still don't understand. Yeah. I think it needs to definitely go into more detail because his, like, that stuff doesn't start happening till a little bit later. Does George even know? Yeah, I don't think George knows George, either. George, let us know. Tell us. But <laughs> I'm not bored by his storyline, honestly. Like, he is a boring character, but his storyline is very it's weird. It's because he's... It's, it's weird. It's so It's zany. Weird. And he's also surrounded by more interesting characters. Yeah, I love... Uh, what's her face? Mira? Mira. Mira, Mira and Jojen. Mira and Jojen Jojen? I love Jojen. Jojen Jojen is a good name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it his 
his storyline is interest is kept interesting by what is happening because what is happening is the most mystical yeah like most of the show is pretty grounded yeah it's like i mean besides the dragons yeah it's medieval but so. yeah besides the dragons and the ice zombies like everything pretty is pretty grounded yeah not really magical or fantastical but then you throw in bran freaking stark and it's like his whole storyline is fantastical but yeah. it's just not ex- fleshed out very well i guess yeah. especially in the show especially in the show it's it's not fleshed out i i don't understand it i don't understand what the three-eyed raven's supposed to be i don't know why he becomes king yeah maybe it's because he's like the most neutral of neutral motherfuckers in the whole show like yeah. i don't really know but i also, don't get it in the beginning of season eight they ask bran to be king of the north and he's like no i'm not a human anymore and then you accept anymore. king what that makes no sense either they forgot that they wrote well, what that? does he say at the end of season eight? he's like I was wondering when you would ask. And I was like, you just said no, like, five minutes ago. Like, what are you doing? Does his character arc pan out? No. Big fat no. F in the chat. Like, I don't... (laughs) F in the chat. Big no stamp. Big denied stamp on that form. Just, ugh. Moving on. Yeah, that's all we'd say about that. It's disappointing. And since the books haven't continued, we don't know what's supposed to happen with Bran, so... Oh, and... We are not talking about Rickon because because R.I.P. Brand grows up and Rickon does not, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so there is not poor one out for sweet little baby child Rickon, yeah. but there is not any character to talk about. What I will say is that Ramsey Bolton should not have made that shot. Yeah, <laughs> it physically does not make sense. Moving on to our freshman in high school, Arya Stark. <laughs> You have a lot to say about this. I, 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 she's my absolute favorite character. Like, I would die for her. Like, okay. even though she's a fictional character. Like, wow. I would die for a lot of fictional characters. Yeah. So, I Honestly, get it. Same. I get it. Honestly, same. Honestly, same. Um, but she, I, I mean, her, okay, honestly, we lied. We just straight up lied. We said Bran is the most fantastical character. Homegirl can literally peel people's faces off and True. wear them, and people don't realize I forgot that about that, because it's almost like she learns that skill and then never actually uses it to her advantage after that, really. <laughs> I Except mean, to kill, to Walder, kill Walder Frey, Frey, but then she doesn't... Why the hell didn't she keep Baelish's face? We can talk about this a little later. Yeah. Do you think that her arc pans out? Yes, abs- oh, absolutely. I think so. I think it yes. makes sense that she goes and she wants to be an explorer. She's a free spirit. She she is no one. Yeah, she's not going to be tied down by anything. She's not going to go live somewhere. She wants to, yeah, she you know, to go, go fuck be free. Around. She's a, yeah. When, which, like, I was, I was very upset. Like, okay, because, okay, in the beginning, the whole Arya Gendry thing, I was like, hell yeah, I'm here for it. And then as the show progressed, I was like, okay, Gendry's pretty irrelevant. Like, I low-key forgot about that, but yeah. And then in season eight, Arya and Gendry fuck. Do the nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like kind of heated. I was like, oh, hell no. They best not be starting some like romantical bullshit. It wasn't romantical. <laughs> no, no, no. It, what, it didn't turn out because I think they, they boned. <laughs> 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 Definitely Rat wasn't. boy alert, douchebag jar. <laughs> they boned. <laughs> yes. They made love. No, they made sweet, beautiful love. No, they had no. sex they because had they sex. thought they were gonna die. Yeah. Yes. And understandable. 
but I, that was in one episode and then I was like oh hell no they're gonna try and like romance this shit and then the next episode she was like yeah that was great and all but like I'm good homie I kind of fuck with that I was she so one and done him she's like bye I was so hyped on that I was like thank god yeah. like I don't want she like that was good she I would say she is an aromantic like she is not a romantic person like fair also she's pretty young still so <laughs> she's pretty young Tegwin just closed our <laughs> laptop with all of our notes on it for no reason at all <laughs> like she just slowly <laughs> closed it and i just watched her do it um but yeah no i could see her <laughs> um i could see that, that. <laughs> i could see that i like um I, I'm glad that I I like that moment. I think that that's very funny. Yeah. And it's on it's it's on character. It's not for it's, her character to just fall in love like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not saying she, she, like that she can't fall in love, but like. But she might be Arrow, but she also might just be too young. Like we, she just that that's not well, a part of her character development. She just wanted to lose her virginity before yeah. potentially dying, which yeah. is like very Valid. understandable. Yeah. Very understandable, and um. She wanted to, like, yeah, have that experience before this crazy event that was going to yeah. happen. Like, romance just, like, wasn't part of and her plot. And then Gendry decides to be a simp, and she's like, nah, fam. Like, I'm, I'm not about that. I'm <laughs> not about that life, which, honest, Fair she's not. very straight up. She's very honest. Okay, but can we talk about how she literally, she she single-handed, like, one hand, with one hand. Killed the, the Night King? Yes. I know that that's the one moment in season 8 that you were talking about. Yes. I really liked it. I was hyped when it happened. A lot of people were like, Arya's the Mary Sue. And I was like, shut the okay, fuck up. Okay, if you fucking Mary she Sue She trained Arya? so much. Yeah. And we see her train so much. How are you going to tell me she's a Mary Sue? We literally saw her like, go through extensive, excruciating training. She under blind! Under multiple fighting teachers. Yeah. She learned from... The she water dancer guy in the very beginning. Yeah. What is his name? He has a very flamboyant name. I was gonna say Mario, but it's not Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Um, no, it's like an Italian type name. But the what she learned from the water dancer guy. She learned from the hound. She learned from uh, Jack and Hagar. Serio oh. Farrell. Serio Farrelli. They're just Serio uh, Farrell. Oh. <laughs> It's Cereal Pirelli, you guys. I said okay, it's but, like, Italian. I wasn't, I wasn't far off with Mario. Cereal is pretty close. Yeah, Cereal Pirelli. Like she too. learns from Cereal Pirelli. She learns from the Hound. She learns from Jack and Hagar. Um, she does her whole faceless no one training. Yeah. Like, um, so to call her a Mary Sue is like really just straight up sexist. It's and just straight slander. Up, it's <laughs> sexist slander. There's no. Yeah. There's no excuse. Like she's not like she's so well trained of course she's gonna kill the night king yeah like, come on now um does it like really make sense with the whole like storyline and arc that they set up maybe not really but like that's not Arya's character's fault like yeah she she has that's full training <laughs> she has full full well has enough training to yeah. do what she did does it make sense with the actual story maybe not the, but the night king was had, whatever that's not what we're talking about yeah but, but that that scene that scene i literally stood up and yelled for i about yelled five too. minutes yeah because i, I was so grateful it that they did it because it, it obviously just gives you she air jordaned it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she really Air Jordan did, dude. I was about to say, I got real big Aowen vibes from that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I am no man. And then she literally said, I am, am no, no one. one. Yeah, cool. That, that's probably, is like, that's cool. Homage, okay. Okay, yeah. I'll give them that. That's cool. Except they, like, made it not, like, gendered, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, we agree her arc pans out psychologically. Psychologically, she goes through... I would say, yeah, almost as much as Sansa does, but just in a different way. Hers is hers is more like I would say hers Arya's is more an internal struggle of her like trying to push herself to like fit into like a form. I and would say Sansa's. to not fit into a form because Sansa they are both I think heavily influenced by Catelyn the entire time. Yeah, Sansa is always trying to fit the mold that uh, Catelyn yeah. wanted her to and be Arya's fitted to. Like, and I will Arya do anything to not. not be into that mold, which yeah. is what she does from the beginning, and she does it from beginning to end. Yeah, the my I think Arya is really annoying in the first uh, part of the show. Uh, she did grow on me because she does have character development. Yeah, my thing with Arya is that her mentality about things. Stays yeah. the same yeah. throughout the whole show. No, that's because what very I can true. think is um, her her thing in the beginning when when she's in Westeros at the capital, the whole like I'm gonna say the names and I'm gonna kill these people. Well, that and then just like she she's not a politics person. She's not a political no. person. She's she's a very morally driven person. She's yeah. driven by morals. So she's like just her like father. This is like her father. So she's like this is wrong. So why not just fix it? She has, by killing people. <laughs> by killing people. And she that. has that mentality throughout the entire show. Yeah. When her and Sansa are arguing in the seventh season, same mentality. Well, why don't you just kill him? Why yeah. don't you just do this? And Sansa's like, because that is not how ruling a kingdom works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they, you know, they fight about that. So that, that is my one issue with her. But she did, she did grow on me. She had like lots of like external character development, but not a lot of internal. internal. Whereas Sansa, I think, has a ton of internal character yeah. development, which is interesting. Which is why I mean, in the end, when they end they're up together, contrast. They're other. very good together eventually. Because yeah. Um, yeah, eventually. And I think it's interesting, too, the way that they're both influenced by Catelyn and that the two of them kind of bring the Stark family back together. Oh, yeah. Like, um, the whole... Which in is season seven, Catelyn, you know, would have done that. That's what she was fighting to do. Yeah. Because, no, that's what literally happened. Like, that's what they Catelyn was fighting for. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was Arya and Sansa hated each other. Mm -hmm. They were, like... Because Arya's, like, basically a little boy. Mm-hmm. And she's being told to like sew and embroider and be a wife. Ass. And then yeah, that sucks. Sansa is very goody goody, very girly, like mm -hmm. which is fine. Mm -hmm. But they're so stark opposite. <laughs> Unintended that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Catelyn was trying to get them to like get along, yeah. and in the end, they did end up getting along. Even though, True. which I was so scared about in season seven. Same. I was like. I was pre-tilted. Like, I don't even... I don't even... Is that a thing? Yes, sure. I guess. I was like, if this shit goes the way it seems like it's gonna go, mm -hmm. I am gonna be... Mm-hmm. Heated. Mm -hmm. Did you think that Sansa was gonna... Arya? I didn't... No, 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 no. I didn't think Sansa was gonna kill Arya, but I was, like, pissed that they were on bad terms. On bad I was terms, like, yeah. you're really gonna make these two sisters after they've been separated for, like, seven goddamn gears you're really gonna make them be fighting like little kids again like this is such mm, bullshit mm. and then and then 
they played the shit out, out of the player, baby. Yes. They played the player. Um, I that's my favorite part of season seven. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That Baelish's was so sick. So earned. And just the and way so it's well executed, done. no pun intended, Sansa, <laughs> Sansa like reading the crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just smiling he's standing and there nodding. smirking like an asshole. And then yeah. she says Peter Baelish and he's, he's like, like, oh, what does he say? Sansa, please, please. He's such a little. Seeing his tactics, his switch tactics switch up like to try to see what'll work and what'll work and nothing yep. works. Oh, and then she's cold blooded, just slits his throat. Love yeah, it. his death is awesome and full circle from the way he does ned with the knife to the throat the yep. very beginning of the show it's it's great we will talk more about baelish in our third episode baby it might not be our third episode it might be like our sixth episode. might be our sixth episode actually this is just a game of thrones podcast yes. <laughs> i think that's it for the starks man i think that's yeah. it for the starks we didn't really talk about theon and that's okay that's okay well, well we can well, touch more about him in the, in the third episode yeah that's the starks all right so Moving on from the Starks. Moving on from the Starks. Tearfully. We love the Starks. Woefully. Woefully. You know, that was a lot. But they're the powerhouse of the show. They are. Absolutely. All right. So we're moving on to... House Baratheon. Okay, so we need to do our noises. We only have three characters? No, four, four. characters. But one of them we will touch on more in episode three. Yeah. Um, okay. Stannis Baratheon. Three, two, one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goofy for some reason. Um, okay, that uh, was like a shocked noise. That was like a uh huh. Okay, like okay. a shock. I see what you're like, doing. I just said shocked twice <laughs> now, three times. I thought it would explain the first time I said shocked by saying shocked again, <laughs> but somehow it didn't. It's so shocking, bro. I was shocked. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Next person we got on the the House Baratheon is Robert Baratheon in three, two. One. <laughs> just a big old sigh for me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> a pig noise is just, uh, he's a pig. I don't know. He's a pig. I, that was a, I did not know that was a pig noise. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I did not realize. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's you a pig to like me. You're choking. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone like. Oh, God. Okay, that's better. Pig noise is what I was going for. I hate that okay, Renly Baratheon. Three, two, one. Gay rights. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, homophobic much. No, Not irrelevant no, gay rights, but. No, gay rights is all I think. What is he like? He's like him and Loris are like the only gay characters on the show. Besides maybe like Oberyn, besides maybe like Oberyn Martell, who's like just loosey goosey, yeah, you know. Um, I like canon gay in the show. Yeah, gay rights, man. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Wow. Last, last Baratheon, Gendry Baratheon, Gendry Baratheon. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh. Sweet baby child. His hammer is really cool. <laughs> His helmet, too. His helmet is cool, too. Um, we, we'll probably talk more about Gendry in the third episode. Yeah. But he's associated with the Baratheons. Yeah. Kind he is of. a Baratheon. Yeah, it's big to his, his character. For sure. All right, so from the top... Stannis, the boy. Stannis Baratheon. The, the daughter Baratheon. killer. <laughs> the daughter killer. Not a good look. Yeah, not a good look not at all. Not a good look. Okay, but he's like a sick bad guy. Like, he's like a very cool bad he guy because he's cold. Yeah. Because he is that's cold. all he is. I think that honestly, he's colder in the books than in the show. Oh, absolutely. Because in the show, people are just like, yo, Stannis is boring. Like, no yeah. one's going to follow Stannis. He's yeah. boring. He's boring. 
But in the in the books, they're like, yo, you do not want Stannis to rule this place because he will rule it with an iron, iron fist. fist. Yeah. And he's scary in the books. He is icy. He get he gives Tywin a run for his money. Yeah. As far as military prowess goes. Yeah, he no, he and I would say he and Tywin are on very equal ground in the books. Yeah. Like he is Stannis is a threat to Tywin, which is saying something because Tywin doesn't think anyone's a threat to Tywin. Yeah. Yeah. Tywin is Tywin is more like I win. Okay, I hated that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. So Stannis. I mean, there's not much to talk about. I think his arc pans out. Yeah, it pans out in the show. Yeah, it He's pans just, out in the books. Yeah. He reaps what he sows. Very yeah. much reaps what he sows with the whole Malisandra issue, and literally yeah. being a daughter killer. Yeah, he literally light his, lit his daughter on fire. Like, like burned her. He's cute. Alive. She's so cute. What was burned her. Alive. Shireen. 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 We got it. We did it. Good job. Big brain. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's a. It's a tough look, and I think. I do think the show just makes him not as cold and icy and scary yeah. as he actually is. He is very pretty bland in the show. Yeah, and it makes him very much, yeah, bland. Like, everyone's like, oh, he's just boring. He just wants this because of his birthright. But in the book, it's like, no, he wants this because he knows he could rule. Yeah. And he has the military prowess. Like, he could take the he could take the shit if yeah. he wanted to. Um, and and he's, the, he's just glossed over in the show. He's glossed over in the show. It's like a means to an end type thing. And it's like, I don't hate him. Because they don't give him enough. I mean, I don't, I don't like him. I don't. No, no, I don't like him. But like he, he doesn't get enough time they, to build um, up your hate. For they him. make him more like whipped, too. Yeah. Like very whipped by Melisandre, yeah. which I don't think is the case in the books. Yeah, no, I like don't he, it is a little books. bit, but it seems like it's more so. Like he wants the power. Like he's yeah. using her because he wants he wants the power. So he'll he'll do it for the for the power. In the show, it's very much like oh she's manipulating him and he's just a idiot and it's like yeah. no yeah i mean that's all i really have to say about stannis his arc does pan out psychologically he's cold all the way through he reaps what he sows yep. you know karma he gets what's coming to him basically agreed no disagreement there right. do you want to just talk about renly first i know that yeah. he's the youngest yeah. but like robert is the one that we're gonna talk about the yeah more, the, the more renly the most, um yeah renly gone too soon honestly gone he too soon like, heart goes was, out if he was in the show longer he would have been like the, the like, kind of like a fun character he was fun he was funny yeah he was out here being his best gay self yeah we love that we stand that got killed by a ghost a shadow that yeah. Melisandre yeah a shadow weird shadow baby that Melisandre births yeah. into the world which we'll talk more about her in the third episode yeah, I oh hate God. her with Me a passion too. I googled her once red bitch game of thrones and <laughs> the first thing that came up so <laughs> that's funny um but <laughs> moving on um yeah renly. But yeah renly gone too soon he he could have been a he could have been a good ruler he might have actually been a good king yeah he, he was I think good that's why they he was him. good i mean brienne oh poor brienne oh we'll talk more about her too but love her poor brienne man brienne and renly like I, she was very yeah the loyalty she had to him shows that he, he was a good he was a good person yeah did he ever do anything real bad i mean he was a little slimy every now and again but he's also a, a but loyal. also, we we never saw him. Like, we basically saw him for, like, probably, like, five minutes total. Yeah, he was a footnote, mostly comedic relief. Which, him being gay and comedic relief is kind of like, Ugh, okay. Come on, Game All of right, really? It's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, him and Loris, it was sweet. The death is sad. That's sad on that. Yep. Let's move on to... Robert. The <sighs> King Cuck himself. Robert Baratheon. Imagine getting incest cucked. <laughs> Just wait. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Just think about it. 
Okay, stop thinking about it. You're yeah. weird if you're still thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, his arc pans out. This fool gets ki- killed by a boar. Yeah, because he's careless and thinks that he, because he's king, he's invincible. He basically gets killed by himself. Yeah. I said he's a pig. He gets yeah. killed by a pig. Yeah. No, I think that's very Game of Thrones does have the whole you die the way you live type of thing going on. Yeah. So that's really it. I mean, he's he's a scumbag. Yep. He's a scumbag. Beats his wife. Why he is the one that took power uh, is beyond me. Probably just because Ned was too honorable to do it. Yeah. But Also kind of a pussy. But. Kind of a little bitch. <laughs> it, it should have been Ned. Should have been. Oh, yeah. Like, you'd Ned think had... it would have been him with his for the greater good syndrome that he had going on, kind of. But I think he wanted to take his self away from the spotlight because he was taking care of the Targaryen boy. You're right. You're right. Two honorable men, and then yeah. the realm ended up in chaos. But yeah, no. Dang it, Ned. It's fitting that Robert gets killed by a pig because he acts like a pig. He beats his wife. Yeah. He drinks, sleeps with women. He's like kind of comedic relief, but in like a in way. In a bad way. Yeah, in a way <laughs> that you hate, that you Him. laugh. Yeah. Because he, like. Because he's so ridiculous. Like yeah. you're like, this is the king? Th- and this is your king? He's literally like the locker room talk man. Like, true. oh, she's fucking hot. Let's fuck her. Like, I don't know if he ever says that, but. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, she's fucking hot. Let's fuck her. You know that locker room talk, guys. In Game of Thrones. Canon. Canon. It's real. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't, I really don't understand him and Ned's friendship. Yeah, how, that's that, that is the only thing with Ned Stark. Sorry to go back to Ned Stark. But yeah, no, you not know. to beat a dead horse. You know what it is. Or you know what it is. Man. You know what it is. Men, check your homies. Yeah, check your homies. Ned Stark is a very honorable guy, but he's close friends with Robert Baratheon, who is such a, a pig and yeah. a dick. Even before he becomes king, even before he has real power over Ned. Yeah. So I'm like, you weren't checking him then, sir. Like, yeah, come on now. Like, I think that's why. Like, Ned is uncomfortable with Robert, but he doesn't he, say anything. Yeah, ever. when he's a king, I get it. Because there's a power imbalance. Yeah. He can't. He and can't. I think he does say something, and Robert's like, shut the fuck up. Then. He gets like, away okay. with it because he's he's Ned, because he's yeah. friends with Robert a little bit. Like, you know, Robert doesn't just kill him like yeah. he could with anybody else. Also because he's the brother of the woman that Robert loves. Yeah, exactly. Which but is wild. Any, like, any time before that, he could have checked this man. Yeah. And he didn't. And it's like, come on. Men, do better. Check your friends. If your friends start saying misogynistic shit or, um, you know, beating their wives... Yeah. Check them. Yeah. <laughs> Check them. Like, do not let your friends do that type of stuff. Yeah. God. I think that's that on how. That's Baratheon. not on that man. Lives like a pig. Gets killed by a pig. Good night. Goodbye, sir. Um, Baratheon checked and done. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't pay any attention to his kids at all. And that makes total sense. Yeah. All um, right. House Lannister, baby. We are moving on to hear the me infamous. roar. I don't know if everyone knows the models. Oh, I don't know the models. I'm a fake fan. Let well, me try I mean... to make them up. <laughs> House Stark is hungry like a wolf. House, Bar- <laughs> House Baratheon is That's a uh, just guys being dudes. That is very much. And House Lannister is Rar XD. Wow. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, but Baratheon's is ours is the Fury, which is the sickest That's fucking house sick. words. Can like, you say that in a Scottish accent, please? Ours says the fury. You gotta say it like you're angry. Oh, ours says the fury. <laughs> I think you just did it. Oh, and then just changed it. Oh, uh, yeah. That 
claps. Good job. Good anyway. job. Uh, that's, yeah, that is that, a pretty sick house motto. Yeah. And then Winter is Coming is the Starks, which is blank. Oh, I definitely knew that that was the Starks. Yeah. It just is so ingrained as a show tagline that yeah. I forgot it was the Starks uh, tagline. That's pretty yeah. sick, too, in a doom and gloom type way. Yeah. I think it's Hungry Like a Wolf, but it's fine. Yeah. And What's then the Lannisters? Is it actually Hear Me Roar? Hear Me Roar. That sounds like a Katy Perry song. It is a Katy Perry song. <laughs> it's a Katy Perry song. Um, yeah. So the Lannisters. Okay, let's go through and... Do our noises. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tywin Lannister. Three, two, one. Yikes. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Jamie Lannister. Three, two, one. Uh. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Cersei Lannister. Three, two, one. One. <laughs> we just made the dog bark. The dog agrees with us. Yes, go on. Okay. Well, that was good. We had the same exact noise for that. Okay. Tyrion Lannister. Oh, three, two, one. Short king. Boy. Short king. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Joffrey Lannister. Three, two, one. I roll. <laughs> like, that's I, all I, can I can't even make a noise. I just want to make like uh oh wait, I got a noise. I got a noise. When he goes <laughs> oh, yeah. when he dies, that's my noise for him because that's all I want to remember him as. I just want to punch him in the face. Like that's it. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Uh is that it? Tommen. Mm. Three, two, one. Oh, she just mm. made it. Oh <laughs> got a blast. Uh, oh no, yeet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, oh, Tom, oh. Sweetie. Sweetie. And Marcella Lannister, also, oh, I don't really know about her. Yeah. She just got done dirty. She just does. Just because she is Cersei's daughter. Which. Okay, should we just bunch Tom and Marcella together? Yeah, we can talk about them both together. I mean, they they really don't have that much development. Tom has a bit more, but. Because he's Because he's king. But. Which is wild. He's like 12 and he's king. Well, so it just means that Cersei's king. <laughs> yeah. Also, he but, marries yeah. Marjorie. Oh my gosh, Baby he girl. really looks out with that one. Do they bang? I don't think so. Oh, they do. They totally do. For, oh yeah, they totally he, he do. He loses his virginity, and he he's all shy about it. Like he's, he's all, all shy, yeah. and he he doesn't know what he's doing, and she's very sweet with him. I think. But she code switches like a motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, she's. We'll talk about House Tyrell in episode two. I love. R.I.P. Diana Rigg. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Honestly, a bad bitch. What a bad bitch. Yeah, what a bad bitch. <laughs> we say with, like, the most, like, <laughs> soft voice. What a bad bitch. Rest in what? peace. She was a bad bitch from day one. Honestly. Um, okay. Yeah. Back to the Lannisters. Back to the Lannisters. We need to talk about Tywin first. Yes. Okay. Not much to say about Tywin, except for that he, you know, big yikes. Oh, he's so cool. He's a great villain you do not want him as your daddy that's for sure you do not want him raising you imagine being raised by tywin like you ask why cersei and jamie are incesty uh your dad is tywin like you got daddy issues what's you got oh their mom died giving birth to Tyrion. yeah that's why cersei hates rough buddy that's why tywin hates him too and because he's you know a dwarf a dwarf which is very sad yeah that he's hated because of that also I totally was convinced in the end of the show that Cersei was going to die giving birth to a dwarf. Do you know what I thought was going to happen that would have been better? I thought that she was going to have the baby, that the baby was going to be a dwarf because, you know, incest. 
and, yeah, and exactly. her children are all like cursed yeah. um i thought the baby was going to be a dwarf i thought that she was going to kill the baby and then jamie was and then kill jamie him. was going to kill her and then kill himself that would have been beautiful tell me how spicy that would be that george would be george rr hello take notes. take notes take some notes i won't even charge you for this yeah that honestly yeah that's great that would have been better than the whack-ass way that they actually went out yeah a rock really <laughs> they got they really went let's go into this construction site <laughs> without a yellow without hard hat. a yellow hard hat and goggles and let's die like come on i hate it here i hate it here and by here i mean season eight of game of thrones okay anyway back to oh. tywin lannister as i purchased the season eight soundtrack, soundtrack. okay Just the soundtrack yesterday. was the best part about it if we're being real also Arya killing the good idea. yeah 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 that's, there there's like two biased. good moments but um Right. Back, to, back to Tywin. All we really have to say is, like, if he is the figurehead, if he is the patriarch of the Lannisters, that explains so much. Everything you need to know. Like, also, this man is is crazy cold. And yeah. we gotta talk about Tyrion committing patricide. While his dad is pooping. <laughs> on the toilet. Like, that is on the pod, hilarious. Like, he was like, nah, this can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop. Just put two in him. Like, it was so good. So good. So good. That was a defining moment for my boy Tyrion Lannister. I do not usually approve of murder, but that murder I approve of. Absolutely fair. It was completely earned. Fun fact about Tywin Lannister okay. is... He, in that scene where he's in the war tents in the Lannister army, and he's dissecting a deer. Oh, yeah. That is a real deer, and that means that the actor who plays Tywin Lannister is a cold-hearted fool, which I love. I love that. He's so cool. Okay. And that's the only animal that was ever killed for the making of Game of Thrones. They killed a deer? Yeah. That's kind of messed up, dude. I hope they ate it. I'm not, I'm not sure, like... But that's the only animal they killed. That's so weird. Yeah. That is a kind of fun, kind of creepy fact. Yeah, because, like, he he's dissecting it so good. Like, he knows what he's doing. Do you think someone, like, taught him? I don't know. Maybe because, he's a hunter? No, because it was one deer. So it's, like, it's not like they had another deer to, like, practice He must on. have hunted. He must hunt. Yeah. He must know how to hunt. Which is pretty sick. That's terrifying. Yeah. I so forgot about that scene where he's dissecting a deer. It's yeah. scary. Because he's, like, lecturing Tyrion at that yeah. point. Yeah, anytime you have a psycho character doing anything with a knife, it's not... It's creepy. It's crazy. Yeah. How many psychopaths are in Game of Thrones? A lot. Thrones. And Tywin is one of them, and I would not want to be his kid. Yeah. I would not want to be his kid. He probably treated Tyrion like absolute garbage. But, hey, Tyrion ended up okay. Yeah. Tyrion ended up okay. You For know? For the most part. Like, nature, nature, nurture. Nature. rock and roll, but... That's fine. That's fine. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll is better than, like, committing genocide like yep. Cersei does, basically. I mean, and not necessarily genocide, but mass murder. She yeah. kills, like, a bunch of people. I mean, she sept. Huh? What is sept? She burned the Oh, the sept. I thought you were saying, like, except, like, sept. And I was like, sept who? Like, she, yeah, no, she blows she up sept. everyone in, in the sept. Okay, say, she committed genocide. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, that's really all we have to say about Tywin. I mean, it, does his arc pan out? Yeah, it makes yeah, it total does. sense that Tyrion kills him. Yep. He's like, it, it's weird the way that Cersei up. idolizes him, but it makes... They're very similar. They're very similar. She And it's it's funny how similar they are, too, because when Tywin's alive, of course, like every other male, in, uh, especially older male in the show, he's totally sexist. Like, he yeah. doesn't see her as as his heir, as, like, yeah, being her mentor he, at all. He basically... He basically 
takes her role as queen as like he's like you're only queen because I made you queen. You're only queen because I made you queen and you're a figurehead. And because you need I to sold shut you up. to Robert. Yeah, Brockman. you need to shut up and have <laughs> kids. And yeah. I don't care that your husband beats you. I don't care that you want power. He doesn't. I don't think he dislikes Cersei, but like he just sees her as lesser than, which is funny and ironic because she becomes the most like him out of everybody, yep. and she learned the most from him out of out of all the the kids, the three kids. Yeah, which is interesting. That's all I have to say about Tywin, really. Yeah, should we just go into Cersei then? Because we're we got to go into Cersei. I, <sighs> I hate her so. Much. I hate her too. Like she, she drains me. Lena Headey, excellent, excellent, great excellent job. job. Great job. Like, um, does her arc pan out? I say no. Yeah, no. Like I it was no. just not satisfying at all. She was making choices in the season in season eight. That made no sense. Yeah. And I was like, up until this point, she has been a cold, calculated motherfucker. Yeah. And she has made moves like war, military, play and risk moves. I don't know. I don't know about that. But she's, she's made moves yeah. that are very strategic, very calculated. And um, in season eight, none of it. None of it is calculated. It's all emotion driven because yep. that's what they did with the female characters, the female rulers in season eight. They were like, they're going to, they're emotional. They're hysterical. They're going to just do whatever based the on the, their yeah. hysterics. And I'm like, Ugh. the thing that pissed me off the most is when Danny goes in season eight to meet Cersei and Cersei's on top of the wall. Yeah. Looking down at Danny with those big crossbow things she made for the dragons. And I'm like, Cersei Lannister would kill Danny in cold blood right here, yeah. right now. There Absolutely. is no way that Danny is leaving this alive. She doesn't care that her brother's standing there. She doesn't care about a peace treaty. She would kill her and be over with it. And the fact that she didn't, I was like, they've dropped her character. Yeah. Like, they've dropped her character. I understand a character becoming emotionally unhinged mm -hmm. and, like, making um, progressively worse decisions as they become more emotionally unhinged. But that would have happened with the death of her children with the death of her children i think that's the start of her becoming more unhinged and definitely more cold yeah, because yeah. she gets real 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 icy after that yeah which valid valid but also like you did this to yourself homie like she put her kids kind of yeah she still used her kids like political pawns which like yeah. if you really are concerned with their, their lives you wouldn't do that i think that's but she still she still loved her children in her her own sick way. Yeah, because like she never experienced love because her mother died when she was like and super young. Tywin and is literally a psycho. Yeah. yeah. So she loves the be the way she that the best that she can. Yeah, which shows in her love for Jamie, because that's the only person that she like ever received love from growing up. <sighs> which is like that's so gross. That's so fucked up. It's dude. so gross. It's but really it, like, fucked it up. Totally makes sense. It makes sense, but it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked it's up. Totally Their fucked. whole relationship is is terrible. It's They're beyond, so it's beyond toxic. Codependent. They're so codependent on each other. Yeah, so I mean, actually. I would not say that Jamie was codependent on her. Really? I think Jamie's more codependent on her than she is on him. Really? Maybe that just means that they're codependent <laughs> on each other. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's fair. Yeah. No. Ah, man. That's so fucked up. But you're right. He's the only person that, that she experienced love from. So. Like, actual love. Agape love. So, yeah. that's why they... Did you just say agave? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's why they... Um, 
that's why they they boned. That's why they boned. Yeah, which is horrifying. Um, which is Ugh. horrifying. And Jamie Lannister pushes a child off a tower because of it, which is also mortifying. I just remember like the first episode, Jamie rolls up and I'm like, oh, he's hot. And then at he the end of the episode, he looks like the prince from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm wrong, listeners. Three listeners out there, tell me I'm wrong. He looks like the prince from Shrek in the he first, in, especially does. in that first episode. Yeah, that's fair. You know, but he's like he's like your standard golden hottie, like. He's pretty good looking. I mean, uh, the bar's low for me, but <laughs> don't say that. No, the Edit. actor. What's the actor? He um he has like a Nikolai Coster Waldo. Nikolai Coster Waldo. Cool name, by the way. Very cool. I think that he's getting more attractive with age. Oh yeah, no, no, that's what I'm talking. Like that's what I'm. I was getting into. I okay, in, okay. First episode, he rolls up. He's hot. Then I saw him fuck his sister. Immediately dropped from like an eight to like a two. Because like so you can still maybe Woodbang. Woodbang the actor, not the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um but yes, season four, five, six, seven, eight, Jamie. He maybe gets five, six yeah, he gets Well because so he gets fuego. more he gets more attractive too as his character develops more and he gets yeah. away from Cersei and you're like, Oh, okay, he actually is does have some semblance of goodness in him. Also, and that's the salt and pepper hair. Like, the oh salt and pepper hair is where it's at. Game of Thrones game Men, over. <laughs> you've heard it here first. The salt and pepper hair. It's where it's at. Match, baby. It's where it's at. But yeah, um Wow, well, we're really just we we talked about psychology for all the characters. We're just talking about Jamie's hotness. Like yeah, sorry, horny on main guys. Yeah. Anyway, um back to Cersei. Yeah, that's really fucked up when you put it that way, that he's the only one that she ever experienced love yeah. from. So it makes sense. It makes sense that they a have such a strong twisted. bond. Yeah. Also, she literally says, like, we shared the womb together, so it's like... Oh, I hate when she says that. It makes it even worse yeah. to me, dude. And she's like, like, she totally oh. thinks that that's, like, a valid reason she's why like, they oh, should be She's like, oh, it's so romantic. And, and I'm, I'm like... like oh, <sighs> that's what... Oh, man. Oh, yeah, she... When she went through her whole, uh, shame, shame, oh my shame, God. did you feel bad? I, I did. Because I'm a cold-hearted bitch. I did not feel bad for her at no, all. No, like, I, I think she deserved it. Yeah, well, I guess. I, I, no, I definitely pitied her. I definitely felt really bad for her when she was going but through. she doesn't change. Yeah, that's what takes but it away. she doesn't change. Yeah. She's just as much of a cold bitch afterwards. Yeah. That's what sucks, because it's like, I think that's what they wanted to do, though, because, like, they had, like, the the Septa, who was, like, a bitch to her. That woman was I fucked hate, up. I hated her. I would hate her, too. I, I was like, wow, dang, Cersei, I'm so sorry you have to go. Oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I definitely pitied Cersei, and then she had to go through the whole, like, The walking thing. naked, That that's a lot. I would be mortified yeah. <laughs> if that happened to me. And she, she she took it well she held her head up high but that's because she's a narcissistic asshole so she mm. wasn't gonna and then she be shamed. literally burned the whole septum yeah which i mean story checks out i'm not it. gonna say they brought that upon themselves because it was an overreaction on her part but you know she's a crazy cold person yeah. so why would you poke also both of her all of her children are dead so what did she have to lose oh man that time it seemed Oh wait, Tommen wasn't dead at that point. No, he he killed himself because of that. I don't want to say he even jumped out the window. He didn't jump. He just let himself go. Yeah. He just let himself go. He said, let "What if happen. I can fly?" And then just let it oh, happen. Geez. Right after that was sad. That was very heartbreaking. Was really that Tommen Tommen is the Lannister child death that 
hurt the most for me. Marcella sucked too because she really didn't deserve she it. She was cute and sweet. And happy with the person yeah. that she was with. Which yeah. is just sad. Well, they were both happy with the mm. people they were with. Yeah. And it could have worked out if Cersei wasn't... Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like, if she wasn't, like... Well, she... I think... Whoever okay. threw that, your, your mom's, mom's a hoe. That's the thing. Okay, with Cersei, we need to talk about this curse situation. Yeah, because it's whack. I think she uses the curse as a crutch. Like, whether or not the curse is real, who knows? But I think she just keeps using the curse as like, oh, I'm cursed. My children are cursed to die. Well, because in the but show, she puts we them don't... in harm's way. Do we get a flashback in the show? No, she just says it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. In the book, there's a flashback. Interesting. So Interesting. I believe that the curse is real. Okay. In the books. Okay. But that sucks. That's rough. Yeah, imagine someone telling you, oh, by the way, all your kids are going to die. I would simply not have children. Yeah. But I guess when you're a woman at the time, you have to, you just have to do that. Also, you're a queen. You have to carry on the bloodline. She got around doing that. She carried on her own bloodline, which was a smart move on her part, honestly, because then they really did take that throne. They swooped that that throne away. That was all her, too. Yeah. That was all her, too. She's, she's bad. She's to tango, Jamie. (laughs) She's a bad bitch. For sure, yeah. but she's like bad, like literally a bad, bad. bitch. Like, yeah. but she, I have to respect her game at yeah. least. That's really all I say. I think okay, I don't think her character arc tracks psychologically. I think that they had her making choices in the last season that she just wouldn't have yeah. made. No, I agree. I yeah, agree. it just it's disappointing. Her death Very was disappointing. disappointing. Literally from day uno, I was saying I am going to throw a party when Cersei dies, and it's going to be called a Cersei death party. And when it happens, it's going to be lit. And then when it happened, I was like. Honestly. It's not going to be lit. It's, it's not happening, just, guys. Because I was so disappointed that I was like, I can't throw a party for this. Yeah. For this. <laughs> Ugh. For her getting squished. Ugh. Like, they died. They were not killed. They died. They died. They were not killed. They did not give us the satisfaction of seeing Cersei die. Yeah. And that, you have to give the viewer some satisfying thing. You have to give like, them some satisfaction. Kill her. Kill her. Imagine if Tyrion had killed them. I wanted oh. her to kill Okay, Tyrion would not have killed Jamie ever. I wanted Arya to kill her so bad. T- Tyrion would not have killed Jamie. Dude, if I, I really did want. But that did been so much clout for Arya. She kills the Night King. It was. And Cersei. I, what? I did like the moment that she shares with the Hound, where he's like, "Go back." Cersei. Don't. No, with Arya, oh. where she's literally going to kill Cersei, yeah. and she would have done it. And he's like, "Don't do this. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Like, go get out of here." That was a good moment. But, like, oh, give me something. Give me um, something. Come on, I gave you a better gone. idea. She has the dwarf baby. She yeah. kills the baby. Jamie kills her, kills himself. Boom. Problem solved. Boom. There you go. Incest gone. That's just a great ending to both of their arcs. Yeah. Because Jamie really did want the, the child. Yeah. And he And he loved the kids. Even and though he, he loved her. act like a dad. But, yeah, like, he did love those kids, too. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, disappointment, Lannister. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he, he is a disappointment to me. He is a disappointment in my book. <laughs> You're looking at me so disappointed. <laughs> I I think he was like very neglected in the first few seasons. He well, was because he's like under Cersei's thumb. Yeah, he was just he was just her fuck buddy. He was just fucking her. Yeah, you know, yeah. just casually being just a as fuck. A- you know, when your fuck buddy is your sister, yeah. he's also your twin. <sighs> anyway yeah moving on from that horrendous <laughs> yeah okay um no i but i think i don't think his 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 arc does not pan out 
I think his arc pants up. <laughs> the look wow. of contention that she is giving me. Friendship over <laughs> This podcast is ending. It's yeah. done already. We're breaking up. Um, I think his arc pants out, but I think they did it lazily. That's my opinion on that. I think the way that his character developed was that he was going to break away from Cersei. Mm. Like, I mm-hmm. know that they are bound together, mm-hmm. but it would have been awful for Cersei. Like, Cersei deserved to see him not love her. She deserved to see him thrive. Yeah. Yeah, no. She she deserved to see him do a full 180 and get away from him. Like, irk her. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been, like, very satisfying because that's the way his arc was going. It was going that way. Like, he was, oh, season one, two, three, he was a dick. Like, ugh, worst. I was about to say big dick energy, but, like, not in that way. Like, he's literally a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was a dick. Now, four, five, six, he's, like, it's really nice to see him yeah, no, but like he yeah. what he wasn't like he wasn't good. It wasn't like he flipped. No, he no, felt no. Like he, he didn't had a one eighty good, but he was trying. Yeah, he was trying. But he was like he was going, and then he was like going back, and then he was going, and then he was coming back, and it was just like it was good because it's like that's realistic. Like nobody just flips. Yeah, it kept you on edge too. They yeah. were they were doing a good redemption arc for him for sure. And then season seven and eight, like I think he had a great like he they did him pretty well in season seven eight. They probably because he's a man, but uh, um that goes to show you who what characters got dropped in the show what yeah. characters got dropped all the women <laughs> the women and bran um ableist that yeah that is yeah sexism ableism yeah fuck fuck you ben off and Weiss. anyway yeah. um okay let me tell you why i think that his arc does psychologically pan out but i can see it from your perspective too because you're right he was flip-flopping yeah so he could have gone either way yeah i think that if Wait, can I just add? Yes, yes, yes. So, I think I think the reason I think that his <laughs> arc, Jesus Christ, yeah. the reason his arc did not pan out was because I wanted it like to, to end a certain way. You you wanted I, him to be redeemed. I wanted redemption for him, and mm-hmm. I understand. Like I understand. I think everybody did. Yeah, yeah, I understand. As the show was closing, I was like, Jamie and Cersei are going to die together. Like that is just how it's gonna end. And I hate that. Could have been so much better, but yeah. I hate that. But they can't they came into this world together. They have to leave it. They came into this world together. They came together. They came together. Bro, no! No! Don't say it! But you're right. In Game of Thrones, you die the way you live. And if you fuck your sister, you die fucking your sister, bro. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry it had to be said. Uh, but they had to die together. But you wanted it to not but be I that way. But I wanted him to be redeemed. Yeah. So this that's why I think that his arc does pan out. Because I think that that's the type of character that he is. I think he's set up to be a tragic character because you see the good in him. And you see him flip-flop and like almost be so good. And then, oh my god, him and Brienne. Him and Brienne. He does my girl. He, he does, does. Like dirty. I would die for that woman. I, I would, would die for that woman, she's and so I would sick. kill Jamie Lannister because of what he he did her so dirty. Fuck boy, fuck boy, fuck boy maneuver. But anyway, okay. Imagine your man's. Okay, not even your man's, but like imagine the guy you have a crush on leaves you to go fuck his sister. For his sister. <laughs> Any of our listeners, please let us know if that has happened to you. Any of our three listeners. I out would there. simply end it all. Like that I, is just I would I, also simply end it my all. self esteem that's just yeah that's could rough. not take that's, that blow. That is rough, buddy. Like that is just so rough. 
Yeah, no, like, he does bring... But anyway, back to his arc. The the reason I think it pans out is because I think he's set up to be a tragic character. I think when he starts to redeem himself, when he starts going on his redemption arc, you are supposed to root for him because you see that he is a good guy. Tyrion brings out the best in him. Yeah. He brings out... Good in Tyrion. Good in Tyrion, too. Maybe not the best, but good in Tyrion. And you see him... You just see him going towards the right path, going towards the light, and you want it so bad. And it's it's the salt and pepper hair that takes him there. Honestly. You know, it is the salt <laughs> and pepper hair that takes him there. That's, an, yeah. You know, you you really do root for him. You want to root for him because everyone likes to see a redemption. Arc. Yeah, like you like to see uh, somebody Zuko. go. <gasps> Hello, Zuko, Zuko here. here. Yeah, you you want to see it happen. Yeah. You want to see it happen, and like, you know. Not to say Kylo Ren, because they didn't do it that well, but, you know. Yeah. You want to see it happen. You want to see them go from bad to good. But I think that Jamie was set... He was set up to be a tragic character, where it's like, he's so close. He's so close to just going the right way and just being good, but he's just not strong enough. He can't... He can't do it. He can't do it. Like, he just can't do it. And I think it's really tragic that he goes back to Cersei, but I do think it's not out of character. I think it makes sense because I yeah. think he's weak yeah. and he's Jamie Disappointment Lannister. He goes back <laughs> to her. But what the show lacked um, was any creativity in season yeah. eight because they could have done it better. You know, like he didn't really have a reason to go back to her besides the fact that he thinks, oh, maybe there's a chance she's not going to make it. So yeah. I need to go back and die with her. But that to me is not a good enough reason yeah, when he was on so. such a good path. Yeah. Um, a baby, though. That would do it. That is a legit reason. Just saying, George, take notes. So, yeah, I, I think it pans out. He's just disappointing to me. He's a disappointment. Not like the writing of his character, like the actual character. He's yeah. disappointing. It's like, man, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been so much better. Because I wanted, I had such high hopes and they were squashed. And they were squashed. Yeah. It's sad. Like oh, man, the moment when he goes back in season eight, it's like, I know. Ugh. <laughs> It's like bitch would never like. Brienne it's like when you. It's like when you, you when you that. have a friend who's dating a scumbag that's not good for them, and you keep seeing them go back to them over, yeah. and over and over and over, and you're like, oh, no, Sweet. like you're better than yeah. this. Yeah. You deserve better. Yeah. You deserve Brienne. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have to say about Jamie. I think his arc pans out. I wish they had done their death better, though. Yeah. Because it wasn't. They should have been killed. Not, not die. At least Cersei should have been killed. Jamie yeah. should have killed her. That's all I'm saying. But that's that on that. Yeah. Now, the moment has come to talk about the boy, that Tyrion. boy, Tyrion, youngest son, Lannister. Youngest son, Lannister. <laughs> um, I love Tyrion. I think that they dropped his arc too, though. To be honest, I agree. Which is sad. Yeah. Honest. Like I'm. I'm struggling to remember what, what significant things he does in the last season. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. He doesn't he like, goes he's he the goes, orchestrator. Yes, he of goes the whole from show. being one of the smartest, most cunning characters on the show yeah. to making some really bunk decisions in like the last season. Yeah. And um also the whole he just keeps being like we just need to talk to Cersei we just need to talk to Cersei we just need to talk to Cersei she's a mother that's she's a mother she's a mother and I feel like his whole purpose in season eight was just to remind the audience that Cersei is a mother and like quote unquote is has she a mother though because not anymore fam yeah like that, I think his whole purpose is to try to remind everybody that Cersei's human Cersei's yeah. human Cersei's human I'm like at this point is she 
Yeah, I don't like think so. Demon. She seems like a demon. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense for, like, Cersei was so awful to him growing up. Yeah. Like, I get that Tyrion does value his family to a certain extent. Yeah. He's proud to be a Lannister. He does become proud to be a Lannister yeah. eventually. So. And he loves his brother. And he loves his brother. So it makes sense for him to try once. But I think he's way too smart to try once. And he's way too smart to put Danny in front of her like yeah. that the way he did. Yeah, his decisions oh. don't make sense in the last... And it's it's really um, upsetting, because he was a really great character throughout the entire show. Yeah, I think he's, like, also a cornerstone character. True, he's a favorite sure. of mine. He Tyrion Lannister influences... Everything. Almost every character on the show. Yeah. Like, not every character, there's a lot of characters, but al almost every, like... Main character. Main character gets influenced by him at some point yeah. in the show, I would say. So, it's very disappointing that they just his arc i don't think it pans out because he just his character just wouldn't like mistakes i understand yeah making no. mistakes i understand but he but consistently he's such makes... a viable character mm -hmm. because he's like he's imperfect true like he makes mistakes and he like he's not he's not like a good character he's no. not like john snow or ned stark where no. he's like inherently good like he's sex drugs and rock and roll baby like that's like uh, when i think of him, him. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like, that's... That oh, would... man. I love him just sleeping with women and yeah. drinking alcohol all the time. And... Yeah, just... But being a oh, smart man. dude. Being a smartass and being smart. Like, yeah. he's smart and he's a smartass. He's funny. He's witty. He's, he's charming. Smart. Yeah. And he has the underdog factor, too, because you don't expect that fool to survive. I was always scared for him. Yeah. I, I knew that they would never kill Tyrion. Really? I was always so he scared was a fan for him. Favorite. I just he thought was it was going to be another favorite. Ned Stark situation where they would want to shock us and get rid of him. I was I was always confident that Tyrion would live through the whole show. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad he does. He was one of the few that I I was confident about that. Really? I don't think I was really confident about anyone. I really like his character arc in the earlier seasons. I mean, his the pivotal moment of him killing Tywin... Yes. It does a lot. That's a huge shift for his character. Yeah. Obviously, anyone who kills their father would uh, go through a huge character shift. Yeah. Um, him and Jorah. Oh, God. Amazing. Like, I love it. He, he really does, like, develop a lot. Because he's, he, like, he serves as, like, the right hand for so many so people. So many people. He, like, he's master of coin, I think, for Cersei. Yeah. And then... She, he works in that court, and then he works with Sansa. Yep. Even though she's, like, afraid of him, which is fair, because, like, he's a weirdo. And he's a Lannister. Yeah. yeah. Who are literally the blood-sworn enemies of the Starks. Yeah, but he, like, tries with her. Yeah. Like, he saves her. And he understands, like, mm -hmm. why, why she's, she's afraid. Scared. Oh, and their marriage. Oh, yeah. The way he treats her when they're married, especially after the Joffrey thing. Yeah. It's, it's just so, like, it's refreshing. He's yeah. a good character. He's good. He's like he's, he's good. morally good. He's morally good. He just, he's, he he has good morals. He he's ha just he, flawed. He, yeah, he's flawed. He's a great flawed character, and it's really sad that in the last season they just dropped. Both. They just dropped him. They just really dropped him, and it, it's and they also kind of like weirdly alluded that he may have had feelings for Danny, and then just like kind of dropped that too. Like, Ew. he sees Danny like, at the end of season seven or something, like, with John. Yeah, and it's and like he's he looks jealous. all sad. Like, he's all... He's yeah, but they never talk about it again. They never talk about it again, and I'm just like, what was that? Not that I wanted that to be a thing, because yeah, that's... No. I mean, I'd rather yeah. that than John and Danny. That's just a lazy love triangle, but, yeah. like, I was like, why did you... 
I don't know. I feel I could talk about Tyrion Lannister forever. But yeah. basically all I have to say is like he's a good character who you know what you know what the thing is about him? He gets fucked over by everyone. Yeah. By so many people. So many people even, fuck him over. Even like unintentionally. Even unintentionally and intentionally. He gets yeah. fucked over by that by Shay. He gets fucked over uh, by his dad. He gets fucked over by Cersei. He gets fucked over by people unintentionally. And despite getting fucked over over and over again, he still remains like morally good. Yeah. Like despite being cynical, he still he still at the core is good. And, and that's what's he's impressive. An optimist. He is an optimist despite being so cynical. Because he like why would he continue doing what he does if he didn't believe that there was a better outcome? Exactly. Like he he plays the like oh no that's stupid but like yeah he doesn't he's inspiring he's an inspiring yeah. character because it's like look you are he's part of this fucked up family yeah. where almost everyone that is Tywin's kid turns out super fucked up yeah. and he honestly does okay on top of that being a part of that family he gets fucked over by so many people and taken advantage of by so many people but he doesn't turn into a crazy murderer yeah. like you would expect him to after being that bitter and fucked over and cynical for all of his life I agree. yeah what's what's good about him it's a bummer they dropped his arc also he's the character that has literally been everywhere he starts true. in the castle then he goes to winterfell true he then goes to the the wall Tyrion's big adventure he goes to know. essos yeah he travels around there with danny and all that stuff yeah, yeah. he comes back he goes back to uh, king's landing yeah man's doing big things he like he's just he's just Very all over the worldly map. yeah well he, he's oh, smart and he's he goes to the veil also true oh, oh. that is iconic the duel yeah. at the veil that is that is such a great part brawn of the blackwater home skillety we oh. will be talking about brawn of the blackwater in episode three that, because i also love what a great character Fun fact, it's like fun fact, uh, Braun and uh, Lena Headey were dating in real life, oh, really? and they had to, they had a very uh, non-amicable split, so they had to, they had to film around the problems. Ooh, don't date your co-workers, kids. Yeah. Actors need to learn that. Don't date your co-workers. Actors always date their co-workers, and I'm they like, these really are your co-workers, bro. Like, they're your co-workers, why you want to date them? At Robert Pattinson and, uh... Chris's story. I think that was a publicity stunt, to be honest with you. I think he TBH. was in love with her. I don't think she gave a damn. Well, she's gay. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's... Wow, we're talking about Twilight. We're off game topic. Of Alright, we are done with our Game of Thrones yeah. episode. It is late. We are tired. Um, that's everyone we're talking about today. House Stark, Baratheon, Lannister. Next episode, we are talking Targaryen, mm. Tyrell. Tyrell, Bolton, House Aaron and the mormons so some we'll of the see. lower houses yeah. aside from targaryens they're an upper house but yeah, yeah. tyrell's ty targaryens are the big ones for next episode yeah and then episode three we're talking about all of the other characters who do not belong to specific houses or houses that are very prominent the miscellaneous characters the miscellaneous <laughs> um but yeah i think that we're doing a mini episode after this though actually yes so, so that will not be Game of Thrones. Yes, that will not be Game of Thrones related. It will be a separate mini episode, and then we will be back with Game of Thrones episodes after that. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Psychology Channel. <laughs> Woo!